When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The Neverland Podcast 004. Up to Neverland. Take a start of the right and straight on till morning. Neverland. All right, grab your nearest pixie, sprinkle a little bit, have some happy thoughts, and we're off to Neverland again. Well, I have now made it to a fourth show, who would have thought, and I'm still going to talk about Christmas. But we're going to have some couple of movie reviews, because somebody was supposed to be on the show last week, and I really didn't have time, so with me today is Heather. Say hello. Hello. Heather gets to be on the show again. Yay. Oh, well, that was delayed. <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to do. Well, I thought you'd be happy about being on the show again. So, but anyways, this is the Neverland Podcast, and I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, and of course, Heather gets to come along for the ride today. Uh, we're going to do something kind of different. Uh, I figured at some points there are, are movies that I would say would be appropriate for reliving our childhood in some fashion, or just the big kid and you will love this movie, uh, and that's kind of a lot of the movies we go see, really, most of the time. Uh, nodding your head does not show up in a, co- a podcast. <laughs> she did. She just nodded her head in agreement when I looked at her. Oh, isn't she adorable? Um, but anyway, so we actually, over Christmas holiday, we went to go see two movies. So what were those two movies? Well, we went to go see The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and um, the uh, 
Saving Mr. Banks. Yep. And feel free to speak up a little louder. Go ahead. I want people to hear you. Um, so, all right. So we'll start with our, our kind of review of The Hobbit. How this fits as being a, a, a childhood sort of thing is I think most of us when we were younger did probably read The Hobbit. Uh, if not on our own, then at school. Um, so, all right. So, I, I will say I, I did like the movie. I have liked both Hobbit movies. They were good movies. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed with the first one because I didn't need to see Frodo going to the mailbox and things like that. There was there was some stuff they added that I didn't seem to, really didn't fit to me. And so I was kind of I was afraid this time it was going to be more of the same because uh, really the commercials. And you know this. I'd sit there in commercial. She was getting excited, and I was sitting there going, I haven't seen anything that actually looks like it's from any of the story of The Hobbit yet. There's like three clips, and but you really, really wanted to go. And so I said, okay, well, I will take you. We will go. And uh, I uh, pretty much was underwhelmed again. It's still a good movie, but there was a lot of stuff they cut from the books that's actually some really fun parts. Uh, and I don't want to give any spoilers. But at the same time that they cut some stuff that's really a lot of fun, they added three times as much. And so I, I had it begs the question, really, uh, if you were going to add a bunch of stuff, why just why not just keep what you did have and then add some things, uh, and then you know kind of make a you know new story out of it if you wanted to. But really, to me, the title character of the Hobbit of Bilbo seems to almost like an afterthought in this one. What did you think? Well, I know, like you had said, there were a couple of scenes that, from reading the book, I was really wanting to see, um, and see come alive on the screen, and was disappointed a little bit because they did not um, do it like the book, or they kind of skimmed over those parts that would have been, um, you know, some moments of levity, and some moments that were, um, you know, memorable for us, the readers, um, and then added, you know, some, some fight scenes and things like that that weren't um, really as important to move the plot along. Um, yeah, kind of flesh out maybe some details uh, more instead of adding new plot lines altogether, uh, which is really unnecessary. I mean, we're, we are dealing with The Hobbit was a children's book, and it's very lighthearted and very much fun. And the first one, I think, still had some of the fun and the humor, but this one, it seemed to lose some of the humor. Uh, there was no, uh, for those of you who've read the book, there was no Adder Cup chase or anything of the fun of that scene. It was just, aha, we're going to fight the spiders, ta-da! And then here come the elves, you know. Uh, not to say that this was not an enjoyable movie. If you it was had fun. Never, yeah, if you've never it read the fun. book, I'm sure you're going to have a good time. And if you're sticklers like us that we like the books, uh, then you'll probably be fussy like we are. But you know, not to say we didn't like the movie. It's still a good movie, and it's worth going to. It's, it's so. fun. It's, it's a fun uh, uh, viewing, and there were some things that they did add, a little bit of a, of a romance and things that was not in the book, but it was Yeah, they it was added nice. a character just for to have a romance with a, with a, to make more of a character out of somebody who wasn't more than a side character in the book. And it, it was nice to see that. It, it was fun for the movie and moved the movie along. But if you read the books and there were things that you were excited to see um, have happen, might be a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, they did a great job with Smog, though, and that the first scene here with him talking to Bilbo was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did go extended. They did want to, you know, I guess add a bunch of stuff, which was which was fine. Where the dwarves actually did make an attempt to kill Smog and fail instead of like in the book, they just kind of uh, they were very dependent upon Bilbo. Like, oh, hey, go grab this, and no, that's not it. Try again, you know. Uh, and then when Smog leaves because he's just you know frustrated and goes after the you know, the village, they they come in and they go, hey, the dragon left. Uh, he might come back eventually, but look, we can find the Arkenstone and all that stuff. 
So, but overall, yeah, go ahead and see The Hobbit, but, uh, you know, don't look for too much of the book. Uh, the, just go and enjoy it. Just go and enjoy it. It is fun. Yep. Um, and, all right, so the second movie we saw was Saving Mr. Banks. Now, this this is not something really in your childhood that you can take your kid to because your, your kids are not going to be able to really get up with this one. They're going to be bored probably, maybe. Uh, but the reason why this is good for this is because in our childhood, that's probably one of our, you know, if not your favorite when you're a child, it becomes a favorite as you grow up and you learn to appreciate it more. But uh, it's pretty much about getting the rights to Mary Poppins. And it's neat to kind of learn about the author of Mary Poppins. And because uh, if you're a Disney fan, kind of like my I am, you already know she was kind of grumpy and she was a stickler for a lot of things. But it's neat to see a movie that shows why she was that way and what she, you know, really, because apparently she was really hard to read in real life. But when you learn a little bit about her past and her story, you kind of get why she is kind of the way she is about things. Uh, so, but it was very, very fascinating look. Uh, as much as they kind of made a big deal of, oh, look, Tom Hanks is playing Walt Disney. It's not about Walt Disney. This is about uh, P.L. Travers, played very wonderfully by Emma uh, Thompson. Tom, thank you. <laughs> I had a bunch of different last names come through my head and none of them were right. Uh, but so yeah, this was this was very good. This it has some moments of a little bit of levity, and it is it is fun watching some of the details. If you've heard in the stories of the making of it, like I have, it's fun watching it kind of brought to life. And a lot of effort was put into kind of recreate the old Disney studios and the look of things, and to try to be accurate. And you get to see a lot of like I think some actual copies of drawings when they were coming up with costumes and how characters should look. And it was really a lot of fun. But uh, keep in mind, this is not a documentary, so it is dramatized, but it's a very good story. And I know you liked it because you cried. Yeah, I, it was very dramatic, especially with um, there towards the end when uh, she was having, you know, breakthrough with working with the um, with the Disney guys. And uh, and then as as you're going along with the story, not, not to give any spoilers, and it's not really a spoiler, but there's lots of flashbacks to her to her past and to her family and things like that and so that also comes to a climax as you get closer to the end of them resolving and giving the rights over to Disney and finishing up you know the planning for the movie and I probably cried for like the last third of the, the story because everything was so emotional and and that kind of stuff but I, that's kind of I, I tend to gauge a movie if it makes me cry it's usually a pretty good movie unless this, this, this movie is so awful I'm going to cry so, but yeah, it's usually pretty. When she gets all involved and emotionally involved, you know it's a good movie. So, but yes, definitely go see that. You know, it's not really something your kids are going to enjoy, but you know, it's a good couples movie. You know, go out, have a date night movie, and and just enjoy. Okay, well, without further ado, the theme of today's show is actually the well, the twelve days of Christmas because this is kind of an extended uh, weekend. Christmas was technically on Wednesday. But if you want to count 12 days, then I get to add at least another week on to celebrate and have some fun. Uh, so I picked my next topic as being the uh, 12 days of Christmas and various different incarnations. Uh, and a lot of them are parodies and a lot of them are fun. Are you looking forward to this? Yeah. Okay. Glad you're, you're with me on this. <laughs> she's just, she's just a very simple word. She just loves to smile and you know she's happy. So... You have to keep up with me somehow. But anyways, 
So now this first thing I'm going to play, I have some fun memories of this one. Uh, my grandmother, and I've mentioned this before, had a record of this. I figure if we're going to play a thing about the 12 Days of Christmas, we have to hear the normal version at first. And in order to hear it the normal way, well, we got to hear it the fun way, Neverland style, and hear the Muppets sing it. And I always remember this track from that record. And all the Muppets are here. Fozzie, Miss Piggy, uh, the taxi driver guy. Do you remember his name? I thought he was just a janitor. Well, but yeah. He doubled as a taxi driver. Yeah, he was a taxi driver. I remember a taxi driver because in the Muppet Caper he was driving a taxi. Um, but he was the janitor. And I can't think of his name. But he's a, even him, he is in here. And even Lou, the fish-throwing guy, has got, a, got a, a thing. So, all right. But anyways, let's hear it. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Christmas my true love gave to me Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the fifth day of Christmas My true love gave to me On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a lane, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans are swimming, six Three 
time to turn a corner and now we, we were kind of fairly serious they sung it straight out right so now we're gonna sing it the wrong way and so this first one this is the 12 pains of christmas and i remember hearing this one as a kid on the radio and just thought it was hilarious um it is a little pg if you've got kids listening so if you really would like to you can fast forward about three and a half minutes but it, it's not really that bad um, but anyway, The Twelve Pains of Christmas. Yep, by the Bob Rivers Comedy Group. The first thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Is finding a Christmas tree The second thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Rigging up the lights And finding a Christmas tree The third thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Hangovers, rigging up the lights And finding a Christmas tree The fourth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Sending Christmas cards Hangovers, rigging up the lights And finding a Christmas tree The fifth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Five months of bills Sending Christmas cards Hangovers Ricking up the lights And finding a Christmas tree The sixth thing at Christmas That's such a pain to me Facing my in-laws Five months of bills I hate those Christmas cards Hangovers Ricking up these lights And finding a Christmas tree The seventh thing at Christmas That's such a pain to me Facing my in-laws Five months of bills Spending Christmas cards Oh, jeez I'm trying to rig up these lights And finding a Christmas tree The evening at Christmas That's such a pain to me I want red farmer for Christmas Charities, and what do you mean you're in-laws? Five months of bills Ah, making out these cards. Oh, Edith, get me up here, huh? Well, we have no extension cards! And finding a Christmas tree The ninth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me Finding parking spaces Daddy, I want some candy! Donations! Facing my in-laws Five months of bills Writing out those Christmas cards 
hangovers. Now why the hell are they blinking? I'm finding a Christmas tree. The tenth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Battery's not included. No parking spaces. Buy me something. Get a job, you bum. Oh, facing the in-laws. Five months of bills. Yo, ho, sending Christmas cards. Oh, jeez, look at this. One light goes out, they all go out. I'm finding a Christmas tree. Eleven thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Stale TV special. Batteries not included. No parking spaces. My leg on the bathroom. Charities. She's a witch. I hate her. Five months of bills. Oh, I don't even know half these people. Oh, who's got the toilet paper? Get huh? a flashlight. I blow a fuse. And finding a Christmas tree. The twelfth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Singing Christmas carols. Still TV special. Batteries not included. No parking. Charities. Gotta make them dinner. Five months of bills. I'm not sending them this year, that's it. Shut up, you. Fine, you're so smart, you ring up the lights. Okay, see, that one's always a lot of fun. My mother absolutely hated that. Although, uh, it does remind me of my parents with the, you're so smart, you rig up the lights. That's kind of how my parents sounded. So, <laughs> I could relate to that. Uh, okay, now, since we did something, you know, slightly PG, because I think there's a minor swear, and there's, of course, hangovers in there. Let's really shift gears in something that's probably maybe a lot of people haven't gotten to hear before, but I absolutely love this. Uh, and a lot of these dishes I had never heard of before, so I felt cultural after I first heard this song. But this is the eight Polish Christmas uh, food items, uh, dishes, I think they call it, Polish food dishes, that I bring to the party. It's from VeggieTales, of all things. So it's really a lot of fun. It's a lot of different Polish foods. And after you hear the song, you're going to find yourself at the at the supermarket and finding these foods in the frozen food section saying, I wonder what those taste like, and actually get curious enough, although we have yet to try any of these things. One of these days we're going to have to pierogies. do it. We've had When did you have a pierogi? We've had pierogies. We had pierogies? Yes, we had pierogies. When did we have pierogies? long time ago. You okay. Apparently not. All right, but yes. So here it is. It's some Veggie Tales with the uh, the eight Polish Christmas dishes. Yeah, that he brought to the party. What I bring you? What I bring you? I tell you what I bring you. The first Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party: a boiled potato top with dill weed. The second Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party Two steamed pierogies uh, What's a pierogi? It's a dough wrapped around meat oh. And a boiled potato cup with dill weed The third Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party Three simmered guamkis What's a guamki? It's a cabbage wrapped around meat Steam pierogies and a boiled potato top with dill weed. The fourth Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party. Four baked paprikas. Now, what is a paprika? It's a bell pepper stuffed with meat. I see. Three simmered monkey steam pierogies and a boiled potato top with dill weed. The fifth 
Jewish Christmas dish I bring to the party. Five smoking kielbasa. Kielbasa? It's pretty much just meat. Oh. Four baked paprikas. Three simmered gunkies. Two steamed pierogies. And a boiled potato top with jelly. Sixth Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party. Six fried goose chickies. Let me guess, something in the meat family? Actually, it's a delightful pastry with a thin flaky crust. Oh! Paprikas, three simmered monkeys, two steamed carotis, and a boiled potato top with dill. The seventh Polish Christmas dish I bring to the party. Seven pity prunes. I don't like prunes. With this food, you'll need them, son. Christmas dish I bring to the party. Eight puppy seed cakes. Puppy, puppy, puppy. Gifts of Christmas, um, where this is about the silly gifts that you get and um, kind of white elephant style. And uh, it's just kind of funny because as I listen to these, I kind of think about the funny little gifts that I've gotten in the past um, that you just kind of got to love. Yeah. Uh, It's by Alan Sherman. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Japanese transistor radio. Green polka dot pajamas And a Japanese transistor radio It's a Nakashuma On the third day of Christmas My true love gave to me A calendar book with the name of my insurance man Green polka dot pajamas And a Japanese transistor radio It's the Mark IV model That's the one that's discontinued On the fourth day of Christmas My true love gave to me A simulated alligator wallet comes in a leatherette case with holes in it so you could listen right through the case. <laughs> On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a statue of a lady with a clock where her stomach ought to be. <laughs> a city and I get a watch, a calendar book with the name of my insurance man, me, walking up pajamas, and a Japanese transistor radio. It has a wire with a thing on one end that you could stick in your ear and a thing on the other end that you can't stick anywhere because it's bent. <laughs> on the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a hammered aluminum nutcracker and all that other stuff and a Japanese transistor radio. 
San Diego with fringe all around it and all that other stuff. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. An indoor plastic birdbath. <laughs> all that other stuff. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. A pair of teakwood shower clocks. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love came to me. A chromium combination manicure scissors and cigarette lighter. And a Japanese transistor radio. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love came to me. An automatic vegetable slicer that works when you see it on television, but not when you get it home. <laughs> and a Japanese transistor radio. On the twelfth day of Christmas, although it may seem strange. On the twelfth day of Christmas, I'm going to exchange <laughs> an automatic vegetable slicer that works when you see it on television, but not when you get it home. Chromium combination manager, scissors, and cigarette lighter. Pair of teakwood shower clogs. plastic bird A pink satin pillow that says San Diego with fringe all around it. Hammered aluminum nutcracker. Statue of a lady with a clock where her stomach ought to be. Calendar with the name of my insurance man. Green polka pajamas and a Japanese transistor radio. Merry Christmas, everybody! While we're on the subject of Christmas gifts, uh, let's move on to uh, a slightly different uh, bunch of gifts, eh? Eh. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> This is probably going to be more fun for our Canadian friends. Uh, these two, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, that were played by Rick Moranis and uh, uh, Dave Thomas, way back on a Canadian comedy show. Uh, this one I'm going to have to rank as a PG uh, for some of their gift ideas here at the beginning. It's still very, very funny. Uh, and I guess the only way to explain these characters is they, they always seem to me like Canadian rednecks, eh? Yep. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all you hose heads, here you go. Okay, good day. It's our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. <laughs> Look out the window. Where? <laughs> what are you doing? Snow. What? Oh, it's a great white north. And it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser. What? Here's a quiz. Quiz for Doug. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Just um, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right. And what's the 24th? Christmas Eve, right? That's, so that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, boxing uh, wrestling day. day. No, get Boxing out. day, yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's New Year's Eve? Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. Oh. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. 
By the way, that's me on the organ. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, eh? Well, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, oh, you yeah. need more. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two gold Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Seven packs of smoke. Yeah. Oh, six packs of two Five golden toots. Four pounds of bag baby. Three French toast. Two turtlenecks. And a beer in a tree. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go hold it. Oh, the eighth day of Christmas. to me. Eight comic books. Seven packs of smoke. Six packs of two for five. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden twos, four pounds of bag bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a dream. Where did you learn to do that? Uh, albums? So, like, that's our song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and good day. Good day. They could have gotten so, me a dozen donuts. Go on to the you stores gone down and get some to, presents. Like a uh, good donut shop where if you buy a dozen, you get another one free. And that has been 13 for the 13 days of Christmas. Next Christmas, get me a chainsaw. Hey. Boy, that song is a beauty. It moved me. Yeah, I think it ranks up there with Stairway to Heaven. What? And for our final, final, yeah, it final looks like song, this is the last one. Isn't that um, sad? Uh, well, for some people that maybe be tired of this song, that might be all right. That but we're these are great. It. I love these. Um, anyway, the, our last song is Sesame Street's version of the Twelve Days of Christmas, which of course includes all of our favorite Muppets from Sesame Street. Um, back when you know there were a lot more variety, and, and Elmo wasn't quite as big as he as he was. So. Um, Elmo was just one of many characters. Yeah, so um, just kind of the the one the, the monsters that we grew up with singing like Twelve Harry Days of Monster. Christmas. I don't even think Harry Monster's on anymore, is it? I don't know if I've seen Harry like Monster in a long Sesame time. Street. And Cookie Monster still ate cookies. 
Well, he still does, but now he has to eat a vegetable with it. So, oh, oh but this is going to be great fun. This is this is one of my favorite ones. It's just it's just adorable, and anything Muppets is great. And so we started with the Muppets. We're ending with Muppets, and that's a good way to to do it. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> Day of Christmas, my Trudeau sent to me one delicious cookie. On the second day of Christmas, Elmo's true love sent to him two baby frogs, just what Elmo always wanted. And one delicious cookie. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five argyle socks, four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six rubber duckies, five argyle socks, four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the seventh day of Christmas, someone sent to me seven rusty trash cans, six rubber duckies, five argyle socks, four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight counts of counting. <laughs> I love them all. Seven rusty trash cans. Six rubber duckies. Five argyle socks. Four woolly bears. Three footballs. Two baby frogs. And one delicious cookie. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine pounds of birdseed. Eight counts of counting. Seven rusty trash cans. Six rubber duckies. Five argyle socks. Four woolly bears. Three footballs. Two baby frogs. And one delicious cookie. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten triangles, nine pounds of birdseed, eight counts of counting, seven rusty trash cans, six rubber duckies, five argyle socks, four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eleven broken buildings and triangles, nine pounds of birdseed, eight pounds of counting, seven rusty trash cans, six rubber duckies, five argyle socks, <laughs> four woolly bears, three footballs, two baby frogs, and one delicious cookie. Christmas, my true love sent to me 
12. Uh, uh 12. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, dear. Eleven broken buildings. Ten triangles. Nine pounds of birdseed. Eight counts accounting. Seven rusty trash cans. Six rubber duckies. Five argyle sacks. Four woolly bears. Three footballs. Two baby frogs. And one delicious cookie. Okay, I am going to throw on one more extra song because this is the last Christmas show I am allowed to do this year. And hopefully next year I'll still be doing this and we'll have some more fun at Christmas because believe me, I have so much more I could play for you. Uh, But here is just wonderful, nice little song uh, that pretty much says everything you need to say at the end of Christmas. And presents put away Don't be sad There'll be so much to treasure About this Christmas day And the fun we've had So many happy feelings To celebrate with you And oh, the good times hurry by so fast But even when it's over Something you can do to make Christmas last. Keep Christmas with you all through the year. When Christmas is over, you can keep it near. Think of this Christmas Christmas is far away. Keep Christmas with you all through the year. When Christmas is over, save some Christmas cheer. These precious moments, hold them very dear. And keep Christmas with you all through the year. Christmas means the spirit of giving peace and joy to you. The goodness of loving, the gladness of living, is our Christmas too. So keep Christmas with you all through the year when Christmas is all.
Okay, well, that's all for this week. So everybody have a happy and wonderful New Year celebration and a great 2014. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. The Neverland Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Do me a quick favor and take a moment to go to Stitcher Radio or to the iTunes store and look up the Neverland Podcast and write me a quick review and give us a star rating. It does help the algorithm and help a few more people find us. Also, if you would like to share a story or contact the Neverland Podcast, please email me at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. Also, find us on Facebook by simply searching The Neverland Podcast. And also, please do visit the website, NeverlandPodcast.com, where in the show notes you can find links to all the songs that we've played here today. All right, come back next week when we'll begin off our new year with uh, something completely different than what we've done before. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.